a question at the end would be how to yes good morning welcome to caffeinate your career today's topic will be predatory loans payday loans right and uh, how to get the credit back up i'm your host the career coach with the most Jason Hopper with me today, as well as our fantastic financial coach, Ms. Brenda Butnick. Brenda, glad you're here today. Morning, everyone. Glad to be here. So, Brenda, let's get right into it. Like, what, I, you know, predatory, predat, pred, I've had a lot of coffee, and apparently words are difficult to get out of my face today. Predatory lending. What is that exactly? Predatory lending is a very scary and very interesting subject. It involves high interest loans to people who really don't understand what they're getting into. So that's why it's called predatory because it's, it's, a, it's an industry that takes advantage of consumers. It's very, very easy to get loans and very, very incredible, incredibly high interest rates when people don't realize what they're getting into. So uh, is that the same thing as a payday loan? So payday loan is considered predatory lending because it's super easy to get into. Basically, it starts out as a two-week loan. Uh, people just can't stretch their paycheck to get to the next pay payday. So they seek out a payday loan business, and they ask for help. They ask for a loan just to get them to their next paycheck. Well, what happens is the payday loan company really wants, this is unsecured lending, so they really want security to know that they're going to get paid back. So what they require is a check made out to them to give you your loans in the amount of the loan, including the interest and the fees that you're going to be able to pay back in two weeks. And they hold on to that check. And if you don't show up in two weeks and you don't pay it back, they're going to deposit that check. So you're technically on the hook for those two weeks, uh, within two weeks to pay it back. I, I heard that, like previously, like like the interest on that is like crazy. Like it could be up to four hundred percent, four hundred percent interest. Well, it doesn't start out. They don't tell you that. So what happens is they start out with fees. So maybe it's fifteen dollars for every hundred dollars you borrow. But then at the end of the two weeks, what happens if you can't pay it back? They roll it into a new loan, and they just keep charging more and more and more fees. And so that's when it becomes the high 300, 400, 500 percent interest rate when you calculate it on an annualized basis. Wait, so, okay, so then somebody goes in to get their loan and it's for two weeks. And if they can't pay it back in two weeks, you said it goes into a, it turns into a different loan? It, it rolls into a new loan. They roll oh. it over. So they will roll it over into a new loan if you can't pay it back because if you owe them the money, you have to do something. Yeah. I mean, they'll, they'll just consider it a rollover. And so how, how many times can they do this? I mean, many, many payday borrowers are in debt five months up to like minimum or more of five months okay. in debt because the loan will just keep rolling. The fees just keep churning. They just keep churning and churning and churning over these loans. And that's where you come into the When you calculate all the fees you paid and all the interest you paid, it's phenomenal. It's phenomenally high. And you said people, uh, they will typically go to these types of places just why? To make their rent? Like, so, what's, why would you want to go to one of these places? It sounds terrible. Well, it is. It, it's really predatory. And 
people who have poor credit and they can't go to their banks because their credit scores aren't worthy of a bank loan, or they really don't have any savings, so where are they going to turn? Their family doesn't have the money. They don't have any friends who can help them. They've got to go to somewhere and keep a roof over their head or keep their car running. So maybe their utility bills are being shut off, utilities. Maybe they have a medical emergency. Um, they don't have the savings, like I said. Maybe they just lost their job and they didn't have any sort of backup savings at all. And like I said, they have poor credit. They just can't walk into their bank, if they have a bank, and get a loan. Right. Um, or maybe their car broke down and they have no way to get to work. So there's so many reasons why people resort to this. And it, it's really, it takes advantage of a lot of people. It's meant to be a very short-term relief plan and it turns into a very long nightmare in many, many cases. Uh, and that's like, you, you mentioned, uh, you know, the bit of vehicle breaking down, that the title loans are kind of similar, correct? Like they're gonna take your car? Is so that... there's also a second type of what we call predatory lending, and that's an auto title loan. So a lot of people have paid off their cars or they do have equity in their cars. And um, this is another way to get cash quickly, and that's called an auto title loan. And the danger with that is if you don't pay the loan, they take your car. It's called a repossession. Just like if you owe money to a dealer or money to a you know a car a car shop, you know they're going to take your car if you don't pay the loan. So this is the, basically the same thing. If you don't pay on the, the loan, they're going to come get your car. Yeah. So you kind of take one step forward and ten steps backward if that were to happen. Well, and a lot of walking because they took your car. <laughs> a lot of walking. A lot <laughs> that, of steps back. That, that actually that, lot, that yeah. actually happened to a, a, a friend of mine. He he got one of those loans mm -hmm. and. He kept having to try and pay it off. Mm -hmm. um, it was for auto for the auto title loan, mm -hmm. and they they did come and take his car and his truck. And then he had to go not only to pay to get it out, but he still owed the you know the the company, right? And mm -hmm. so I mean, it was a, a huge huge mess mm -hmm. overall. Well, chances are he, the company the repossession people wouldn't even be giving it back to him probably. Because if the other people repossessed it, they would now Own take it. ownership, probably. Yeah. So, yeah, he's not going to just. It's not like when you get your car towed because you parked in a no parking zone at a, at a, you know, at a restaurant or yeah. whatever. When they repossess your car, those people now own your car. So he, they, he, I don't know how. Actually, you know what? I think, I think yeah. you know what? I think that's right. I think um, if I remember correctly, he just kind of let it go and ended up yeah. getting a new car. Yeah, I mean, he would have had to pay it off completely, had them release the repossession and, and to get the car back, because that, that's the whole idea. Now that you have you have the equity in your car, you have something to borrow against, but it's very dangerous if you can't pay it back. Yeah, It's a great thing if you can pay it back. An option to that would be, if you can, since it's a secured loan, the credit limitation, credit scoring is a little more lenient you could possibly, like at a credit union, get a car refinanced as opposed to going to an auto title lender, you okay. know, non-bank. And you'd have a lower rate and it would be, you know, more, um, you know, more legitimately fair to you where the rate wouldn't be ridiculous, you know, at the end, at the end game. So, and payday loans are really meant to be a quick one-time solution, but they're never, they're never like that. 75% of people who take payday loans they just keep turning them over and over and over, and that's where these high hundreds of percent interest rates take take place. Where at the end of the day, that's what you, they don't tell you up front. You're going to be paying 300 percent, 
But if you don't pay it back and it turns over time, you will be paying 300 500%. So oftentimes, I, I suppose that, you know, you're at this place because, you know, you don't have any other options. Right. And now you're, the, the loans keep rolling over and rolling over. And now it's, you know, your couple hundred is now... Thousands, thousands. Yeah. I mean, you can you can pay back thousands and thousands on a very, very, very small loan at the end of the day if the loan doesn't get paid back. And there are there are some states that have caps on these on these loans. Texas is not one of them. Texas does not have a cap on the amount of the interest rate that they can charge. So it could be, like I said earlier, like four hundred percent interest here here in yeah. Texas. Yeah, could be. Okay. Could be. Um, interesting statistic is um, during the pandemic, payday loan lenders received $45 million um, for pandemic funding. What? Not just in Texas, just Texas. $45 million in pandemic lend, loans to keep them going. And they continued their predatory practices of charging 200 to 500%. Wait, wait. So it was the pandemic and they got big chunk of money to continue. Mm -hmm. Who gave that money to them? The government. The, gov the government gave, like... The pandemic relief funds. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, what's crazy is, you know, <laughs> you would think that, and I get it, like, it's, it's business. It's like any business. But, like, you would think that there would be some more um, regulation. You would. You would. But but that's not the yeah. case. No. So, so these guys, you know, they're out there... You know, basically just ripping people off, yep. and it's and, it, and it's continuing, and the government funded it. So, yep. so okay. Yeah, it was when you know any business could apply for a pandemic relief, and they were approved. Apparently. Wow. Yeah. That's kind That's of scary. scary. Yeah, and the people hurt most by this by the pandemic were also the people hurt most by these payday loans, by this predatory lending, because you know. They made, a lot of people immediately lost their job. I mean, right. when everything shut down in March of 2020, a lot of people were sent home like that very day. I mean, the day that it all got announced, like March 20th or whatever it was, a lot of people immediately lost their jobs. So, you know, you know you, you've got career coaching clients where they've been out of work for two years. It's now two years. So this industry has definitely benefited from from this pandemic, from pandemic. Sure. yeah. That is, uh, yeah. that's way unfortunate. Yeah. So yeah. what, if somebody was to get into one of these type of predatory loan situations, mm -hmm. like, like how, do they get out? How can you get out? Is there, a, is there a way to get out? The way to get out is to just pay it and move on. Yeah. I mean, pay it as quick as you can to avoid the end of the day, having these ridiculous amounts of fees. I mean, they'll just keep adding and adding the fees. I mean, on top of that, um, in my banking background, clients, I would see their bank accounts. And when they owed the money, the payday companies would just keep charging their account. Like, because if the account was negative and they couldn't collect, they would just keep sending that payment through. That They would keep trying to charge the account like every other day. So wow. what do you think happened? Hi and insufficient funds charges. So clients, not only with that mess on their hands, they would now have insufficient funds charges in their bank account racking up daily wow. from this. So yeah, it, 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 it's like a whole downward spiral when this starts. So the very best advice is make it, if it's 
if it's a short-term fix, make it a short-term fix and somehow pay it back as quick as you can because it's it's very disastrous otherwise. Yeah. Well, it's, it sounds like it could definitely put you into uh, financial ruin rather quickly. It, it does. Yeah. It really, really does. So, yeah, um, an interesting uh, statistic that I came across was beginning of the pandemic in the spring of 2020, 13,000 Texans lost their cars to auto title loan businesses. Wow. So that, the pandemic, 13,000, beginning 000. of the pandemic. Wow. That's yeah, kind of, that's a big number. That is, that is, that's really that is scary. a very big number. Also that's too, really because really like scary. auto sales were up when the pandemic started. Yeah, business was right. great. This was when you know, their business was booming. And even after they paid high fees, like all along, and then they just couldn't pay it, they, they lost their cars. Wow. So, yeah. And so that's a crazy statistic and very alarming. And yeah, well, I mean, I guess it's, you're, you're right. It's, it's predatory, right? Like totally. you're. Yeah. I mean, those are the two big, big loans that can get people so upside down and so hurt. That can really ruin, can, well, I mean, your credit's probably already not great. Yeah. You can't go to a bank and get a loan, but um, once you do this, it just, I mean, it just downward spirals your whole entire credit picture. And I mean, once you have a repossession on your credit, you know, it's really tough to get new loans. Really, really tough. So I guess basically don't, don't do it. Mm -hmm. Right. And your last resort, yeah, last resort, totally. I mean, you know, how do you avoid it? Well, plan ahead. I mean, always try and have a budget that you work within, and that's what we we do here. We do the financial coaching to help with that. Right. Um, establish a budget, and within that budget, what we always try and find is a way to put aside emergency funds. Okay. And that is what you will rely on, you know, if something should happen. Right. A car repair. A, medical emergency, a layoff. I mean, that's what emergency funds, hence the name, right, emergencies right. are for. And that's what we try and prepare people to plan for um, to avoid this kind of lending because that's a much, much safer way to, to help yourself. And, um, you know, rather than, and then if you keep your credit score at a place where it's healthy, um, minimally healthy even, um, you can still find alternative solutions in lending if you don't have the savings set aside. So it's just a matter of keeping up your credit score, trying to pay bills on time so that you don't get negative hits on your credit and then are not able to get loans. So you want to keep everything going in a positive way and prepare or help plan for the future by keeping some funds set aside if and, possible. And, and as Brenda said, that's something that, you know, she can help out with as a financial coach if there is, uh, if you guys, you know, need that sort of assistance, you can call 972-437-9950, extension 340. Again, that's 972-437-9950, extension 340. Um, so Brenda, how, okay, so we know, don't go to these places. Because they're they're gonna they're gonna they're they're gonna hurt you, right? It's not gonna be good. So, what is a couple few ways that somebody can uh, like improve their credit, especially if they've gotten into like this type of situation? Well, the the best thing is if you've got 
if you've got payments that you're making late, um, try your best to to not pay them late. If it's only been like, let's say, one late payment, you can talk to the creditor and you can ask them to take that late payment off. If you have a good history, don't let that one late payment hurt you. And they usually will work with you and take that maybe one, if you have a couple even, they might agree to take one late payment off, you know? And that'll help a little bit because what happens with credit is the work, if you have late payments, your credit scores drop. So once you get on, on your credit report and you see late pays in 30 days or 60 days or 90 days or particularly bad, um, that's when your credit starts to be unlendable. That's when the, the banks and the credit unions will have trouble lending to you because lending institutions look at history, not at like, okay, I haven't worked in 10 years, but I'm going to get this brand new job tomorrow and I'm going to be able to pay you back. That's not how banks work. So banks look at, their, at your history. How have you... How have you operated your expenses and your budgets in the past? How have you paid back your debts in the past? And they look at that and say, okay, are you credit worthy? Can we, do we feel good about lending you money? Uh, and, <clears throat> you know, based on what you've done, excuse me, <coughs> excuse me, based on what you've done in the past. Okay. And so paying bills on time is key. Keeping open, <clears throat> excuse me, keeping open trade lines. So like, let's say you do have some credit cards try not to max them out. Once you max them out, your credit scores drop and the credit uh, lending institutions will not want to lend you money because it looks irresponsible when, oh. you do, when you have your credit cards maxed out. So if you can't control your debt, then you look irresponsible in the eyes of a, of a lender. And okay. then they're the one, then they say, well, if you've maxed all your debt out, you know, we're going to lend you money. You're not going to be able to pay us back. So lenders always want to see a way that you have of paying them back because they want their money back. Sure. All right. <laughs> so yeah. So you know, keeping your trade lines at least thirty percent or less to the limit, um, paying your bills on time, and um, not having you know heavy balances that you owe are really the key to having your credit be worthy of not having to go to payday lenders and going to regular banks or credit unions. Okay. So that really helps. Yeah. Well, that's good. That, that's yeah. Most most credit unions and banks will land against a credit score of about a six twenty as a minimum. Okay, so, and what what's is that is that good? Six twenty is kind of fair. Yeah. <clears throat> on the scale, it'll say it's fair. Um, on the fair Isaac score, it'll be it'll be considered fair. Um, good would be like seven hundreds. Okay. <clears throat> Excellent would be high seven hundreds, and the max is eight fifty. Oh. So you really don't want to be below 620, or like if you're going to get a mortgage, they're going to average all three bureaus, and you're going to need to be at a 620 average. So there's lots of different ways. Some people have great credit scores, however, but they have no debt. So they have nothing on their debt pad. Maybe they paid off a house 20 years ago, or maybe they paid off two cars 10 years ago, and they have no open trade lines, and that's a problem because... Um, more, you can really have a problem getting a mortgage with a credit history of no open trade lines and old old debts that have been paid off. So, so credit's a very tricky thing. Uh, as you say, it's, yeah, so it's like, you know, there's like the, the bad credit, yeah. but then there's good, good credit, yeah. too. Yeah, you want to have healthy credit. Um, you really can't operate in today's world without credit um, because we live on plastic, right? Right. I mean, who carries cash anymore, you know? I mean, you go out to lunch, you go out to dinner, it's a card. 
And it could be a debit card where <clears throat> you're debiting your own account. Um, <clears throat> but the healthy credit is where you do have open trade lines, meaning a credit card or a credit line or, you know, other like a loan that you pay back well. Um, that lets the creditors know that you have healthy credit, you've taken good care of your credit, and um, you're a good risk, you're a low risk for them to lend money to, and then you don't have to get involved in this predatory lending. Okay, yeah. so, so like if you had like a, a card, a credit card at like say Target, or you know, that, you know, Nebraska Furniture Mart, right? It, but you pay it and you, you're continuing to pay on it, that would be good, good credit? Yes. Okay. Um, so, excuse me, ideal credit would be you have an open Visa line or MasterCard, credit card, you have a couple of store cards, like you mentioned, <clears throat> and possibly um, another credit line or an auto loan or something on your credit. To get a mortgage, you're gonna need three to four trade lines that the mortgage lender can look at and see how you've been credit worthy. Ideally, you wanna charge on your credit cards, but pay it all off every month. Now we're talking ideal. I mean, yes. that's where your credit score is gonna soar um, because now you look very credit responsible, right? You're only charging what you can afford to pay back. And then you're gonna have a really great credit score. If you charge, 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 and even if you're at 50% of your max limit, and you only pay the minimum amount due, you're gonna be in debt forever. And every credit card statement's gonna tell you that. It's gonna tell you on the statement, if you make the minimum, because this is a law they passed years ago, if you only make the minimum payment, how many years it's gonna take you to pay off this debt. And if you look at that, it's really scary. Because yeah. really what you're doing is just paying interest every month, maybe two bucks on the principal, whatever. Yeah. So if you just make minimum payments every month and don't try to make an extra payment, that's that can hurt your credit score as well. I mean, it's not gonna drop it or anything, but it's not gonna help it. So you always wanna try and make a little extra because that'll go on to your credit record, your credit score, excuse me, your credit report, and it'll say, it'll either say pays minimum or it'll say pays more than minimum, or it'll say pays off monthly. And you can see that when you have the zero balances. So it'll, it'll show that it goes to zero balance every month. Okay. So there's so many ways to improve your credit to avoid, you know, the bad credit lenders. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that's uh, I guess pretty good coverage of the topics for today. So, um, you know, Brenda, we, we always end the show with kind of a, fun kind of question, right? So, um, what was the name of your first pet? So, let's see, my first pet was a beautiful long-haired cat, and we named it Mud Pie. Mud Pie? Mud pie. Okay. So, if any of you are chocolate lovers like I am, um, Mud Pie is a chocolate dessert that consists of, like, chocolate, coffee, ice cream, and whipped cream on top. So, this cat was upside down mud pie. He was chocolate <laughs> on top and he had a white tummy. So we named him mud pie. That's <laughs> upside down mud pie. Uh, yeah. That's fun. How about you? Um so we had we had a uh, toy poodle that we had gotten from uh the neighbor. So the neighbor had already named this dog um 
and she was like, she was the best. She was like my dog, right? Um, and her, her name was, and she was brown, right? Um, but her name was Cherry Yum Yum. <laughs> I, didn't name the, I didn't name the dog. That's and quite a name. That was her name. And so, but we, we called her, we called her Yummy. And uh, she was, um, she was our dog, our, our, our dog for many, many years. So, wow. Yes. Yep. You kept that name? Yeah, yeah, we did. We did. And it, um, in fact, I, you know, I, uh, I was, you know, younger as a kid and I, I drew a comic book. She was like the superhero of the comic book. Um, and I, I named it like Super Yum. I love yeah she was the best dog I, she was awesome um so guys that is today's caffeinate your career next week uh Allison will be back and also too next week we're gonna have retirement coach Sue Mintz is gonna be on the show so um looking forward to that so everybody have a great day and we'll see you next week take care everybody